the weather is finally getting warmer. And if you're like me, you might be looking for ways to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Enter Quince. I have been a lover of Quince for years. I have trusted them to have me looking effortlessly chic year after year. This spring and summer, I am obsessed with their European linen line. I am going to be living in their tank tops and linen pants all spring and summer. Whether it's blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, whatever you're looking for, Quince has got it. And the best part, all Quince items are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash BGB for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash BGB to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash BGB. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Today, we are talking about opting out of our obsession with heartbreak. Have you ever had your heart broken? I know I have. And I'm pretty sure you have not gotten to whatever age you are, even 10, I would say, without having some form of heartbreak. But today, I want to talk about what I feel is a cultural obsession that we have with heartbreak. I was talking with another really close friend and I called it, why are we so obsessed with another sad love song? I love me some Toni Braxton. And one of her, my favorite songs of hers is her first one. I think it was her first one that she came on the scene with called Another Sad Love Song. I may be dating myself here, but trust me, if you've not heard the song, do yourself a favor and listen to it. It's a great song. It's all about how Toni Braxton thinks she's gotten over this partner who did her wrong or the heartbreak of a relationship that didn't work out. And then another sad love song comes on and it just sends her back to the heartbreak she has. We have a culture that traffics in heartbreak, particularly towards women. That we see it all the time in pop culture. Think of some of your favorite songs a lot of them may have to do with a breakup, whether it's someone being like empowered and going after someone or getting them back, or it is just their heartbreak and their heart is broken and, and, you know, pouring out all their pain. We have a culture that reinforces heartbreak. We've commercialized heartbreak. There's money to be made in telling sad stories. Sometimes more money in that than there are in happy ones. We think about the cliche of the broken up girl 
and the girl who eats ice cream and drinks a ton of booze when she's broken up with. And it begs the question, are we obsessed with heartbreak? Are we more obsessed with heartbreak than we are with love itself? Today, I want to talk about the ways that we can opt out of obsessing over heartbreak and opt into obsessing over love. I know for myself, I love some heartbreak. Let me tell you something. I, if you ask me my favorite songs, I almost all of them involve some level of pain and heartbreak. I I love upbeat jam too, but honestly, some of the upbeat songs that I love are about heartbreak too. I, I think about the songs that I love and it's like Dua Lipa. I, I love her songs. A good, my favorite songs about her are all about heartbreak, new rules, all these other uh, jams. I love Growing up, I loved Brandy and I love listening to R&B and I love the sad songs of R&B that comes into play. I love a heartbreak jam. And maybe it's just because it's something universal that we can all relate to. Everybody's had their heart broken in some way, shape or form. And there's even a chemical explanation for why we become so obsessive after a breakup that when we are in love, we really do get large amounts of chemicals in our brain called dopamine. We feel good when we're in love. And when that person is gone and out of our lives, it is literal withdrawal, like as if we were on a chemical substance that we lose that shot of dopamine we get when we're around the person we care about, the person that gives us goosebumps or excites us. That drop is so stark and so painful emotionally that it even impacts us physically. So when we see people getting their heart broken on screen, we relate to them because it's something that we feel, we felt it before, we've had it before. Where it becomes concerning is when we are opting into obsessing over heartbreak, when we wear heartbreak as our inheritance, when we wrap ourselves in heartbreak as our legacy, particularly as black women, because if we stay trafficking in heartbreak, we never traffic in love, at least not a healthy kind. If we stay ruminating and thinking about heartbreak all the time, we become jealous or embittered. We start making assumptions about the world that closes it off to us instead of opening and expanding it. When we become obsessed with heartbreak, we live a smaller life. And I sometimes think, and I don't want to get my conspiracy theory hat on. But I sometimes think if that's not intentional, if there isn't a benefit to commercializing heartbreak and commercializing the pain of it, because out of commercializing heartbreak comes cynicism. And out of cynicism, people close off and are smaller. They don't believe there is better, so they don't go looking for it. And our obsession with struggle really feels like something that has been handed to us. 
that we choose every day whether to pick up and carry or to let go. It is the lie that has been sold us of our birthright, that to be a black woman is to struggle. I can't help but wonder if another piece of that is to be a black woman is to be heartbroken. And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. That while it's okay to love the songs about heartbreak and it's okay to experience heartbreak as a part of life, it's unavoidable. We do not have to opt into obsessing about it. We don't have to make it a truth about our lives. We don't have to make it make us small. So let's talk about three ways that we can opt out of obsessing about heartbreak and opt into obsessing about love. The first way to do that is really to affirm that we understand what healthy love is and that we want healthy love in our lives. See, here's the thing. When you have healthier relationships, you still experience heartbreak, but it is far less painful and far less often. Because what starts happening is when you affirm that I am attracting healthy love, that I am manifesting and and bringing healthy love to people, and I am expecting healthy love in return, you will cut off people a whole lot quicker who are not bringing that into your life. We talked about falling in love with the potential of someone. If you are affirming and really internalizing that you are in pursuit of healthy love, you don't fall in love with potential. You fall in love with people who display the qualities of the healthy love you're looking for. And when somebody doesn't display that, you cut them off long before you've dated them for six months to be heartbroken. You cut them off at the first date or you cut them off when the texting and the DMs seem not on the level. When you affirm and pursue healthy love and you try to be a person who loves healthily, then you don't attract people who come into your life and basically wreck it, that come into your life like a wrecking ball. Another great song by Miley Cyrus, by the way, which I love about heartbreak. <laughs> but you do. You, you avoid people who will come in and emotionally wreck your life. And that in itself is a gift that will stop you from obsessing over heartbreak because you'll be experiencing it less and it is far easy to cut off someone after a couple dates than to cut off someone after a couple years, after a commitment that should maybe have never taken place and long before you can become embittered and joyless because of love. Black representation in media really is everything. It is the jumping point in which people can see who they could be. If it wasn't for prominent voices like an Oprah Winfrey on my television screen, I would have never thought to pursue podcasting. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, you need to look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. It explores distinct varied, and most importantly, nuanced Black perspectives. And you're going to hear stories about joy and resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. 
Black perspectives haven't always been centered when we're talking about the story of America, but now we are the story. Turn on NPR today and hear the wide range of voices that are as varied and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. The second way to opt out of obsessing over heartbreak and opt into obsessing over love is by expanding what love is. We often have a very unhealthy commercialized understanding of what love exactly is supposed to be. For one thing, we tend to only think of it in romantic contexts. And that is a huge flaw because love is everywhere if you look for it. It's in small interactions with people. It's in the way people pay it forward at a grocery store, for example, and maybe pay someone's bill or grab someone's cup, cup of coffee. Those are small moments that are loving. And when we become very narrow about what our definition of love is, we can't help but fall into patterns of obsessing over heartbreak. When we see love as the ultimate expression of having a partner in our lives, well, then our life becomes constantly heartbroken by having a partner that leaves us or being single and not being satisfied in our singleness. When we understand that love is in kindness that we show others, it's in the connections we have with our friends, it's in the good moments we might have with our family if we have a healthy relationship with them. When we understand love is what we see when people do cultural acts of kindness or activism, that those things are love, we don't have time to obsess about heartbreak because we're too busy finding loving moments all around us. And that is powerful and healing and it reminds us of our true birthright, our true legacy, which is joy and beauty and love. Because those things are all interlinked. Love brings joy into your life. Love makes you see things as more beautiful. Love gives you that large release of dopamine we talked about, which is why heartbreak's so painful. When you look to get your hit of dopamine and you're happy, you get those happy chemicals flowing through your body and you start getting it from a kind interaction, a meaningful moment with a friend, the love that you may have for your family, you stop becoming so obsessed with heartbreak. Our third way to opt out of obsessing over heartbreak is to stop glamorizing it. It really sometimes we need to do an inventory on ourselves and think about how often do we relate more to the sad songs and I know I can put my hand up on that one, versus the happy songs. How often are we listening to songs that talk about broken relationships, disrespect and boundary uh, breaking in relationships? How often are we getting together with our friends to complain about the, in, the deficiencies in our partners or the ways that they're not living up to how they should be? How much of our daily language is an obsession over heartbreak? Whether it's high-fiving or 
cheering on a girlfriend who is finally kicking a partner who's no good to the curb. And again, I want to be careful here. There's nothing wrong with setting boundaries, reinforcing people, getting rid of unhealthy people in their lives. But when we are excited about it in a way that isn't necessarily for the benefit of our friend and more so for the drama that we like being around, we have to ask ourselves if we're not obsessing over heartbreak and buying into the struggle that love is not really attainable for us. When we are excited about seeing someone break off, break it off with other people, or we become really engrossed in trafficking and heartbreak through the songs we listen to and the words we say, we are telling ourselves that love is not something that is available to us. You cannot glamorize heartbreak and glamorize love at the same time. It is one or the other. Because true love is, doesn't, isn't heartbreaking. It has painful moments. But true love is far less heartbreaking when it's done right than cynical love is. That love that traffics in heartbreak is. And if we cannot separate ourselves from obsessing about the negativity around love, we will never find the love that we deserve. The love that you deserve. So it's really important that we watch our language, we, we pay attention to what we listen to, we make sure that we are not glamorizing heartbreak, that we are not cheering harder for failed love than we are for healthy, happy love. We don't have to take on the narratives that people put upon us. We don't have to embrace cynicism. Love is all around us if we know how to look for it and if we expand our definition of love. Love is all around us if we affirm that we only want healthy love into our lives. We're only going to love in a healthy way and we're going to only have healthy love in our lives. And love is there for us if we stop glamorizing the negative and celebrating failure instead of celebrating successes as small as they may be. So those are really the three ways to opt out of obsessing over heartbreak and opt into obsessing over love and bringing love into our lives. So my healing practice for you today is to do a simple but powerful inventory and start by answering the question, where is love in your life? And list out all the ways you experience and are experiencing love. There is no way you don't have any love in your life. It's not simple enough to say it's nowhere I'm single. No. If you are in partnership, what about your partnership is loving? If you are single, what about your friendships? What about meaningful interactions you've had during the day that are loving? No matter if you are partnered or not, you should have a list that encompasses far more than a romantic partnership, but talks about the way you've experienced love in your life. 
whether it's the sacrifices your parents have made for you to live a better life, or it is your friend that you can always count on no matter how bad things get there, there for you. Write down all the places where love exists in your life. And when you write that down, make a commitment to really express gratitude for where it's showing up in your life and to reinforce it. If you have a friend that is always there for you, let them know it. Let them know that you're so thankful you're in their life and that you love them dearly. Simple practices of understanding where love is in your life and expressing gratitude and putting your energy into those places will go a long way to help you opt out of obsessing over heartbreak and opt into obsessing over love. That's it for today's episode. As always, you can find this podcast on a wide range of platforms. Feel free to like and subscribe, share it with a friend, leave us a review. I certainly would love it if you did that. And as always, until we talk again, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.